Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting once again in the ring room. Wow, it's been years, man. It's been pre-pandemic, man. Whoa, yeah, I think the last time we were here was, uh, yeah, it was like uh, March, early March 2020. And I think I called it. I said, it's all going to get shut down. You did. You did. I said, it's all going to get shut down. This could be our last time here. And sure enough, I was right. You were right. So anyway, back in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans. Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. It's, it's good to be back here. Really good to be back. Yeah. Seems like they took some of the artwork down they off the wall. I think man. they have They're shows here. I changing it over. Okay. They, they've got couches now, little sofa, love seats yeah. here now. Some things so have changed. Some things are still the same. I see the, the Midnight Cowboys still oh, at his yeah. At yeah. His, uh, well, they his pay post. him to be here. Okay. Yeah, I think right. well, he's worth it. Thing. He's but worth yeah, it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, um, it's nice and cool here. It doesn't have the stench of urine like <laughs> Snake and Jake's does. And there's no animal there's no dogs. There's no dogs sniffing my feet and trying to hump my ankle. Uh, there's none of that, uh, which is nice, you know, but I'm sure we'll have yeah, to go back there sooner or later. Yeah, yeah don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. plenty we'll of Snake to... and Jake's in your future. Yeah, I'm sure there is. So what's been going on with you? You're a busy guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's It's been a busy week. Uh, you know, had a very successful weekend. You know, there's a couple of shows. I was I was I had a lot of uh, anxiety about ahead of time. You know, I, I, I like to be well prepared for everything, and had yes. uh, Pat McLaughlin show and a Susan Calsell show. What we did, uh, you know, all we, we covered the. Uh, uh, Linda Ronstadt Simple Dreams record. Uh, so it was like twenty songs we'd never played before as a band. So we, it was twenty songs. Uh, on that yeah, record? well, well, no, there was like you know, ten. Then we did another like seven or eight Linda Ronstadt just so that general like a double LP. If yeah, you know. no, no, it was no. There was there was like ten or eleven on the original record, okay. and then we we always do bonus songs like we we do other uh, hits that were not on that record just by that same artist. So so anyway, so the, you're 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 now in a cover band basically. Well, uh, Susan plays. Uh, all kinds of shows. That's a series she's been doing. She's done over 200 of those uh, uh, of those shows with where they pick a record and you know concentrate on that one artist. Does she do uh, um, uh, shows of male singers? Um, yeah. Okay. Not yeah, just yeah. female. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like the first one I ever did where there was uh, Jackson Brown. Um, and we've done. We used to fuck Linda Ronstadt, didn't he? I don't know about don't that, know. but that's very possible. Here, <laughs> uh, it was the seventies. Yeah, it was the seventies. Who can remember yeah, who was a lot of who, cocaine was, who was fucking whom and pot? And they didn't bathe much. In LSD. The 70s. Yeah, I don't think they bathed much. Drinking either. too. Yeah, yeah. Laurel Canyon. You know, it's it just a, a, a raw dogging it out there. Yeah, good um, times. But uh, so anyway, all that 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 went great uh, on Saturday. Had a sold out show at Chicky Wawa with with her, and then the next day uh, went in with the Iguanas. Played uh, a huge crowd there at the Fado Do stage. Uh, very successful at Jazz Fest. At Jazz Fest. Jazz yeah. Fest is going on now. Right, right. Well, so that I played it the day before Saturday with uh, Pat McLaughlin at Jazz Fest, and we had Susan Cowsill and Vicky Peterson from the Bangles is in town oh. for they have a, a Continental Drift. Drifters oh. reunion going on, so so. And are they uh, going to bring a corpse of Carlo on stage? Well, no, 
but uh, but uh, everybody else in the band is back. You know, they okay. had uh, Mark Walton, our former guest, came back, came from uh, from L.A. You know, he was just out on on tour with the Dream Dream Syndicate over in in our guest neck of the woods over there in, in England. Oh. But uh, I noticed at Jazz Fest. I don't know if you saw it, but I did read about it. They have a sobriety tent. At Jazz I Fest. saw that. I they saw have. That. They go. They have yeah. those. And I saw a picture, yeah. and I thought it was hilarious that no one was in it. Really? <laughs> there was nobody yeah. in the sobriety tent. Yeah. You know, but I guess you can get some shade there because that's what another thing I don't care about Jazz Fest. There's no shade anywhere. That year that you went was that last year that you yeah, went? Yeah, last year. Uh, it was very hot last yeah, it was year. Brutal. It was It was. Uh, it was not as hot this past weekend. I don't yeah. know. We'll see how it's going to be. Uh, yeah, this weekend's going to be brutal. I hear. Yeah. But it's funny that they're doing that. I guess, you know, people get fucked up and they can't handle themselves. Yeah, well, you know, I see people that are, you know, that are sober, you know, they, they, they like the support, you know, they like the fellowship. Well, they have, uh, there was nobody there. Yeah, <laughs> there <nobody> well. There. <laughs> so much for the support. Maybe yeah. they all uh, ganged up and went to see some music. You know, Maybe, they met yeah, there and I then went know. out. They were, uh, know. you know, cruising around at different stages. So. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so it's exciting times. You know, I'm dealing with it in my neighborhood because it's right here where I live. Right. So How's I, that going? Has, uh, uh, have you been menaced uh, by? Well, uh, we had a very calm Friday and Saturday. But, you know, there's a couple of uh, Airbnbs on my street, I told oh, you about. One of them, I don't know which... Airbnbs. Yeah. One of them, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's on my block, I've been told. But the other one's directly across the street from me. Right. And it was hilarious because, you know, this city will only enforce certain certain things <laughs> yes. during festivals or Mardi Gras. They only enforce... So selective. The person who was staying across the street uh, with about five other people... They had parked the wrong way. Uh-huh. You know, facing the wrong way. Facing yeah, right. the wrong way, not going with the flow of parking. You know? Of the street. It's a one-way street, right? No, it's a two-way street. Oh, so oh okay. Like yeah, on yeah. my if side, the, we the, park one way. On the cross street, they park right, the other yeah. way. Right-hand so parking, yeah. So this guy pulls up, and he just parks across the street, going the different direction. I go, well, he's going to get a ticket. I know he's going to get a ticket. They came in on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I noticed. And then Friday, they were at Jazz Fest. Sure enough, I saw them get a ticket. Then he didn't notice it because he left his car there. Uh-huh. He came home. They went out to dinner. Or I don't know what they did. Saturday, they went out to Jazz Fest. He got a second ticket <laughs> okay. for the same violation. You know. <laughs> right. So then everything's cool, though. And my neighbor is very cool. It's very mellow. Then Sunday, it was the funniest thing. I mean, my wife and I are having coffee in our, on our back porch, you know, which is, you know, we have a shotgun, long shotgun. Right. So way in our backyard. Mm-hmm. We hear this fucking somebody talking like, fuck this, fucking, I can't tell you. If he tries to rip me off, I'll fucking. It was like, who the fuck is that talking? <laughs> so we walk to the front of the house, and it's the guy across the street. He's on the porch. This is 8.30 in the morning. Uh-huh, screaming. He's screaming on the cell phone going, I tell you, they try to shoot me out of that fucking 10 grand. You know, it's just like this. And everyone's coming out. Uh-huh. All the neighbors are yeah. coming out. And we're just looking at this guy, and... He doesn't care. He doesn't care. So go back inside. Sure enough, about 20 minutes later, I hear this screaming going on. He's getting another ticket. Wow. He's getting the third one. He doesn't even know about the first two. He starts running out to the meter maid. And the meter maids now, you know, they don't drive and they, you know, they're like uh, just regular cars. They're not like in police cars anymore. Uh-huh. They're just like... Uh, kind of unmarked cars. Unmarked cars, right? yeah. So they, so she's just like, he's screaming at her. What are you talking about? It's a two-way street. I can park any way I want. She goes, no, you can't. 
gives him the third ticket, just gets in her car and leaves. Right, they don't he's care. He's pissed <laughs> off. He's pissed off. And if I found out later, he's a, some hotshot lawyer from Baton Rouge. Okay. It was a, his car is a Porsche SUV, a Porsche. Wow. And I, I've never even heard of one before. You would think a lawyer knows you, you got to park, you know, going on the, on the right-hand side well, of the street. Well, thought he was, you know, privileged, uh, I guess. Uh, it's it's, like a it doesn't apply to him. All so right. that was the only thing that really happened. Now, oh, this okay. week, and I'm looking forward to a lot more chaos. We'll yeah. see. That was it. But I mean, but I mean, but the guy who rents out that Airbnb, he lives right next door half of the year. You know him. Andrew, you've met him before. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan of your band. Um, Very nice. So the neighborhood gave him a mouthful of purple, though, man. We just told him. We said, hey, man, what's the fuck? What's the fuck? What's fucking going on here, Right, man? coach up your, yeah, uh, yeah, your, yeah. your, your yeah. Uh, patrons there. But the thing is, I think I told you this before, it seems like the last year and a half or so, his clients have been very, you know, like, they leave their door open. They, like, they bring their luggage in, and immediately they just open their front door to for, let everyone to see them. <laughs> And then they hang out on their front porch and they stare at people. So I don't know if he's, he's advertising in like Trailer Trash Digest or something. I have no idea. Better Homes and Garbage. I don't know. But it's just getting like... Two of my favorite publications. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy going nuts. But it is jazz. It'll be over in a week. And yeah, yeah. So we'll that's, see what that's happens. That's a good thing about it. Anyway, the one thing I... Just one more thing about jazz mm-hmm, fest. Sure. Is like I always look at the cubes, you know, because it's a fun thing to do. You look at the cubes right, and see who's right. playing it. But I noticed that I've never seen my favorite band, my favorite New Orleans band ever in one of the cubes is a Bag of Donuts. Right. I never see them. Yeah. Now, why don't I they mean, play jazz Well, fest? they are a cover band. I mean, they are st- a strictly a cover band. But they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they certainly get to... Get they get play in the kid stage. Well, you know, you know maybe you can that? lobby uh, Quint Davis to yeah, to uh, to, yeah. to get a bag of donuts on yeah. there. He doesn't want to be on this show. I asked him. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah, see that. Yeah. He doesn't want to be on this <laughs> yeah, show. That makes sense. Anyway, so what else is going on? Anything else going on? Oh, uh, you know, uh, just just playing a lot more gigs. Got got a few coming up here. Um, uh, when are you leaving? Oh well, so that's the other. That's thing. always my favorite part. Right, yeah, right, right. When the he favorite time to leave when I, uh, year when I leave. Well, yeah, the, I've I've been you know so jam packed really since I got back from the cruise. It's been every day. I think today was the first day I didn't have to set my alarm for a certain time to get up. And I've I've been you know me. I like to like uh, you know start rustling around around. You know, nine thirty, ten o'clock. I've been having to set my alarm for eight o'clock. Uh, you know, just and and, yeah. and I'm still going late every night. So I've been looking forward when I uh, uh, next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, mm-hmm. I leave town for a tour of the Northeast. I'm playing uh, like the in D.C. Uh, a week from Thursday at the Hamilton. Um, Speaking of DC, you know, mm-hmm. I saw him the other day. DC Harbold, yeah, your former guest. You right? still haven't given him a wedding gift. I did give him a wedding. You did? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He said he didn't. No, he because he sent me a thank you note oh, for the really? wedding okay. gift. Yeah, well, he, maybe he, he was fucking. He, with he me. knows I, I got you. I, one. Okay. What maybe did you, you haven't given him one. I wasn't invited to the wedding. I wasn't either. I was invited to the to the reception. Well, I wasn't invited to either. So I think why you would are. I give? Oh well, anyway, I never okay. got an invite. So All why right. would I give him a gift? I uh, we gave him a uh, sugar bo- uh, a uh, mid century sugar bowl and creamer set. So it's very kind of Jetsons looking. It's got a Jetsons design on. It. It's very cool ceramic. Uh, uh, and he showed me. He took a picture. And he said, "I use it every day. It's sitting there, right for his Coke." His, 
uses a cocaine bowl. He, he, I couldn't tell what what kind of white powder was in there. A cocaine freak, I assumed I it was uh, sugar because it was right next to the uh, coffee maker. But uh, who knows? Who knows? It's coffee it was, and cocaine. I used to do a lot of that in the eighties. Sure, yeah, yeah, tons uh, of that, man. It's, what did they call that? The the, the breakfast of champions. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. So anyway, I'm looking forward to going on the road because it will be kind of a vacation for me. You know, it's like going on the road. I was thinking about this. It's you know how they say. Uh, uh, you know, getting on narcotics, it, you take all of your many problems and ch- exchange those for just one problem. You know, you get on dope. All you have right. to, your only problem is getting enough dope. You know, all your right. other problems go away. Yeah. Being on the road is kind of the same thing. You know, you, your only problem is, you know, feeding yourself, getting enough rest and getting to the gig and playing the gig. So you become, you know, uh, mono-focused on that and everything... Uh, that's not that has to melt into the background. So it is kind of relaxing in a certain is kind of sense. Is that true in today's age with the electronic leash that we have? Certainly, you, you, you can't uh, disappear as easily or, you know, f- right. f- fall, uh, you know, fall away completely. But if you were back on dope, you could. Well, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, if you were on dope on the road, well, that presents a whole other issue because, uh, you know, getting enough dope when you're traveling and on the road all the time, you know, it's, it's you know, all that exertion keeps knocking it out of your system, you know, you got to up the dose and all. So that's a, that's a whole other nightmare. You got to talk into the microphone. Procurement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Procurement. It becomes a yeah. becomes a real challenge, but uh, but so you know those days are, are behind us, and uh, so we're just, I'm I'm looking forward to the relaxation of riding in the van and playing music jobs and uh, and staying in hotel rooms because really you know anything that happens in New Orleans I can't do anything about it. I may have to respond to a phone call about something in an apartment, or but I, I really can't you can't really you know get involved in it. So. So that will be, uh, we have one more show after this. We have the great Stanton Moore, drummer from Galactic, coming up next week, next Tuesday. Wasn't he already on the show? No, no, no. No, that's, oh. that's uh, the, we had Ben we had Elman. Dudley Moore. Ben, Dudley Moore was on. Dudley yeah, Moore yeah. was on the um, show. We had uh, Ben Elman, his bandmate, the saxophone player from Galactic, oh, was on uh, okay. during the pandemic. Okay, I don't know. Well, uh, speaking of, par- of apartments, so my apartment uh, right off Canal Street on North Cortez mm-hmm. I think you could probably witness the uh, the Mandina's uh, hit, gangland style hit from yeah. the porch of that of my uh, rental wow. property. Really? So that's kind of right in your neighborhood there. Well, it's, it's close, uh, not that yeah, close, it's but kind it's of unusual. Cool. Well, well, you know, it's funny you meant bring that up because um, um, I was, uh, you know, I work in textbooks and stuff, and I had to call a publisher who I talk to at least twenty times a year. She deals with foreign books, and um, I was on the phone with her today because I was trying to find out what happened to a few of these German books that never, I never received. So I called her, and um, she told me that her colleague and colleague's wife were here for Jazz Fest. This just happened. I just talked to her like six hours ago. Uh-huh. They came down for Jazz Fest with a couple other people, and... They went to Mandina's that night. It was a dinner party of 15 people, mm-hmm. and her colleague's wife was the one who got shot in the leg. Oh, my God. Bullet went through the wall of the, the outside wall of the restaurant. And it went in and out her leg. Oh. Fortunately, it just went in th- right through her leg. She must have been really skinny. 
I don't know what she was, but wow. But it was really great. I go because she was telling me. She goes, well, yeah, but my colleague was downtown, was in New Orleans for Jazz Fest. I knew this was she was going to say. Yeah, you could just. I just had a feeling. could tell that she was going to say. <laughs> They were at Mandina's and they got shot. <laughs> you don't think you're sitting inside of a restaurant and you get shot, right? I mean, what are the fucking chances, man? <laughs> well, they ha- it must have been a high-powered rifle or something. Yeah, I, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, Mandina's a pretty old place. Probably some very weak... Yeah, yeah. Know, it's probably not well-insulated. Sure, yeah, sure. You know. I bet that in mind next time I eat, you know, next time I eat there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe sit towards the back. Leg. Yeah, <laughs> sit, sit towards the back of the restaurant. Yeah. But that was a hit. You know, that was a game, totally a total hit. They were looking for this guy, and I don't know why that waiter was outside though. I think they have some seating outside. Oh, do they? Yeah, now? yeah. I yeah. haven't been like there during in years. the nice, nice weather. That they have some, have some sidewalk seating, and he was serving somebody out there when I guess they were waiting for him. They're yeah. sitting in the car, and yeah. somebody came out and shot him. He was on the ground, and then they continued to shoot him, man. Yeah, and that was but like the security style, guard actually you know? got some shots off. Oh, did he? Really? Yeah, there was Return a security fire? guard huh. who, who got shot, but he was wearing his vest. Oh, no kidding. And yeah, he actually returned cool. fire. Wow, there's a whole gun battle out oh, there yeah. in Canal Street. Uh, wow. Fucking wild, wild west. Crazy. Here in this fucking Crazy. town, man. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get our guest Let's get to involved, our guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's exciting to me. Yes. Uh, you want, he does really good introductions. Oh, uh, okay. Well, thank you, Manny. So this guest he's a liar. I can hang with the best of them. <laughs> so uh, our guest actually had had his name in the book because uh, another guest of ours, a good friend, Jeff Treffinger, had mentioned him to me, and I, and I had his name in the book when you brought him up, man. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So we're very excited to have him here. He's a renowned photographer. He's known for his intense, intimate black and white portraits of extraordinary thinkers, artists, and creators of our time. He's uh, he's been awarded an honorary fellowship from the British Royal Photographic Society. They don't just hand those out to, to anybody, as well as the, the MBE. Uh, he's a member of the Order of the British Empire, given by the Queen. Crazy, man. I know they definitely don't hand Get those out, out right like, now. like candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he's, no he's, candy involved there. No, no candy involved. He's had a, a long and storied career, and, and we're going to get into all that. Uh, but without further ado, the great Mr. Steve Pike. Well, well, nice to nice to be with you guys. Welcome, it's Steve. Steve. It's our pleasure to have you. And you know what? It's really a pleasure I, to see you with clothes on. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Talk <laughs> right on that. Get I've right on the mic. Manny with clothes on. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, we well. met in the sauna. In the steam room. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Sauna, all right. And Taking we, it back old style. So we're just in towels. <laughs> yeah. You could get right on yeah. that. Uh, we, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, then Jeff told me, he goes, you know who that guy is? And I said, yeah, I talk to him all the time. I know who he is, but I don't know who he is. Right. You know, so he's also, I got to get him on the show. We got to get this guy, you know, before you leave. Oh, right. I'm because you're being deported, right, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I think I'm past that now. I've become a citizen. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah, so that, that happened a couple, like, couple of three years ago. Oh, nice. After many years of living here, I finally right. got around to it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't renew my green card. Oh. But, um, but Manny in the sauna is a sight to behold. Uh, yeah, he really is, and uh, he glistens. He looks like a baby. Yeah, 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 baby, newborn baby. baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a sweater. I sweat a lot. Yeah. Well, everybody that goes in that yeah. room does. Oh, that's hopefully. the point. That's the whole but point. But the thing. But you, you. This is what I'm impressed. This guy can stay in the sauna for like 45 minutes straight. Huh. Okay. I'm, he's like. 
Steve, I'm like a serpent. Steve's live. I'm a bit he's, like an iguana. In fact. Okay, well, Steve's <laughs> very, very iguana. fit and trim. Kind of reminds oh, yeah, me of yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we probably weigh about the same. Yeah, actually. yeah, but that's part of that's the reason I spend. But he uh, does. You know what he does? In well, the forty-five sauna? minutes down there. Yeah, wow. he reads books. In the sauna. To me, oh, if okay. I had a book while I was in the sauna, it would be, it would just be They don't get soggy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a hardback at home and a paperback there. Nice. All right. And the paperback I, I donate to the library here after, right. I've, after I've sweated uh, for a good few pounds into it. They're okay. all thick. If you want to borrow one of those books, they're all wavy. They've got a special They've got a special shelf for me back here. It has some of your DNA in it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right on. Yeah. Well, so but Steve, I actually did hear this. I, w I went out the other day. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was in there for my, you know, the standard 45 minutes, yeah. going cold shower, come back in. Yeah. And um, See, I do and 30 I was, minutes and the cold shower and come back in, but I can't He do goes four. out and vomits. <laughs> <laughs> like a jockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's was, was used to it for when he, when, he used to, when he used to ride the ponies. You yeah. Know, uh, but I was walking out and I hear behind me, as I'm walking <laughs> out, somebody says, hey, that's the book reader. <laughs> I, I know it was I wouldn't go back in <laughs> that's the book reader yeah, yeah. well th so that's how we met right but he's got a story to tell and let's yeah, get yeah, to your yeah, story yeah we want to get to the story so mm. so Steve uh, I can tell you're not from New Orleans tell us about your, no. <laughs> your, uh, your so you're, you're from Leicester and the, I fit and the, I, f I fit well in here I've been coming yeah I was born in Leicester in England um uh, and came. I first time I came. First time I came over here was on tour with bands. Uh -huh. So I was in bands myself. Oh, okay. Where did you um, play? I was a singer. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't know how to hold this microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I keep on banging my nose with it. I'm out of practice. <laughs> sure. Now, sure. what was the name of your Just, band? Because you were part of the '70s, um, scene, right? Yeah, I was. So, well, what happened is I I left and came to America in '76, bicentennial year. Right. So I saw a fair bit of the music in New York in 76 and you know I hung out at CBGB's and saw all that and saw the whole because the advent of punk was kind of like I mean I always thought of the advent of punk as being came from here you know okay and television and uh, I saw New them York play dolls and, and all that yeah kind of stuff, and saw yeah. them all play and and um so then I went back and at that point the whole punk thing had happened mm -hmm. and uh, the clash were playing and the subway sex and you know the white riot tour was on and so i formed a band because like, everyone was doing it yeah right and um so that's how that's what i that's what i was doing around that time 76 77 what was but the name of the band the one band was called the rtrs uh -huh. we just got the recordings for those actually just oh. somebody they got they turned up in this town leicester mm -hmm. where i was born and somebody had a, um, a, a cassette of it, which we, which we just had um, remastered. Back? So uh, oh. I'll come to that in a minute because there's a mm -hmm. show on. In, there's going to be a show at the museum in Leicester. Okay. You'll be, of course, you'll be, uh, you'll be on the guest list there, Manny. <laughs> and uh, we'll expect you to be there uh, on the night, on the guess. opening night. <laughs> they it's only 5,000 miles away. Yeah, I, I know. They so. revoked my passport until about a year ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're letting you back in now. Oh, okay. Well, I can, I can put me in your overhead uh, okay. luggage. So, um, <laughs> so, I, so I was in bands, but then I... Um, did the, na the next thing was I picked up a camera and I started to I, I kind of got sick of being on the road mm -hmm. and um, being in transit vans you know going sure. from one place Which to another which he loves and, 
Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you get, it, it, I get used. I've, I've been doing it for the, 40 years, you know. Yeah, so you the romance of it. all that kind of wears out after a couple of years yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Right, right, And right. so I studied the photograph bands. and um, So before that, you hadn't been into photography? No, okay. no, I was self, no, I'm self-taught. Uh-huh. So, um, no, before that, I used to race bikes. So oh, okay. I left school as soon as I could. And went motorbikes into or just motorbikes. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I worked for various motorcycle franchises and raced bikes. Oh, that's okay. what I, that's what I did. So I did a, I did a lot of things. You know, I yeah. kind of oh, that's good. Got out there and started work. Now, let me ask, early. So you're a young guy. Why do you go to New York? You just go to New York to get out of England? Well, um, no. What happens? I was I had a series of I thought that I was a really great hot racer and. Oh. Uh, and I wasn't. I was just a lunatic. <laughs> and and after, after three, after hitting three or four bridges, and you know, like yeah. fucking myself up, yeah. um, I, I decided to sell everything oh. so, and came over here. So that was '76. So I was 19. And where were you staying in New York? Um, we did the well, oh God, we did the wine set. We stayed. We stayed in various people's okay. places. Oh, okay. It was like so you it just was did a the couch it, tour. It was a it was a looser city then. Well, they had yeah. they, they still had bombed out buildings and yeah. people squatting it, it was still and stuff. Burning. I mean, I came right. back when I was a photographer, and it was still you know it was still burning. You could see it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't none of none of the fires I'd set, but they were. But you, I remember like you know Harlem burning. That was like in the early eighties. I came to photograph all the the beginnings of. Well, the first, the first, it wasn't the beginnings of hip-hop, it was the beginnings of hip-hop as far as the UK were concerned. They mm-hmm. were the first time they started to document it. Oh. Yeah. And I started to photograph a lot of the people up there that were in those bands, beginning of Def Jam and all that. Sure. Cool. But um, So the reason I got into photography was because <laughs> I could go on tour and sleep in hotels. There you go. You know all right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one sense, of right? you. Yeah, yeah. Don't have yeah. to split the money with anybody else. No. Well, when you were in New York in the in the, that first time around, there's mm. bands like The Cramps and uh, were, you, were you... Yeah, I never saw The Cramps play then, but okay. we did, well, I did go on tour with The Cramps. They, I went on the co- uh, tour with The Cramps. They played with Soft Cell. Uh-huh. You remember Mark Alman? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, they were on tour Sex together. Sex Dwarf. And I actually did photographs of cramps in, I, I in saw, a bath, I, a bubble bath. I saw that saw photograph that today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's a there's a nasty story that comes out of that because we, uh, I didn't think of bubble bath. I just got this stuff called fairy liquid, which is dish soap, uh-huh. <laughs> and I squirted the dish. The hotel that was was Lily Langtree's hotel, and Lily Langtree was a was a. Um, uh, kind of a girlfriend, should we say, of Edward the Seventh? Okay. And he he um, he built this house in West London for her, and there was a sunken bath, and um, locks and uh, ivy. Thank you, poison ivy. Yeah. Yeah, poison ivy. Um, Russia. I got him back. I got him into this and got the put the uh, fairy liquid into uh-huh. it. And it foamed up beautifully. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is they came back like uh, 20 minutes later. They were all red rashed. Oh, oh, skin and is then they had to off. go down to the Hammersmith Palais and play. And uh, uh, it was a mess. Oh, sounds it was, like Yeah, it. it was a real mess. Yeah. But the pictures turned out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, the, I like that photograph. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Right, so you leave New York. Or you want to talk about New York? Yeah, group? no, no. Go ahead. Dude. So I guess come so back to England. Yeah. So I left. And now uh, you're Well, I traveled around America. So I spent like uh, six, 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 eight months traveling all, all over, all over across America. Shooting photographs or? No, I wasn't. Not, I wasn't not, a photographer. Okay. Then. All right. Gotcha. No, I uh, actually started uh, a CB radio club. 
Okay. Um, as I was going through, as we were going through uh, Nebraska, through the Badlands, yes. right. and I met this guy. Um, things, yeah, there were various drugs and drink involved in it, but mm -hmm. it seemed like a good idea to me at the time. John and Wayne we, Gacy. We carried. He was. He <laughs> was doing business trick. at that time. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, he's not my idea of a clown, Gacy. Yeah. We, <laughs> but, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Not everybody got the yeah, joke. Yeah, I don't yeah, think. Sure. Though, I think so. But it's <laughs> quite a few. Not so funny in no. the end. <laughs> but we ended up in Vancouver. In fact, we ended up in uh, Vancouver Island, and. Um, this is really going all over the place, isn't sure. it? Oh, yeah, that's how we do it. And um, we started this uh, CB radio club because, of course, that was before, you know, before the cell phone, before yeah. my mobile phones. And um, it folded. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was apparently it wasn't such a good idea. Well, I always thought the guy, uh, Fat Tony, I, thought I think he, he I always thought he was truck to be a part of a CB club. It, right? he, this guy was forward thinking. Yeah, okay. Very forward thinking. Okay. All right. All right, so you come back to England. So we came back to England and the whole and punk thing. how do you thing get a job? How, how do you start getting paid to take pictures? So um, I decided to take photographs of the people that I was around, people I knew. And there were people in bands that were doing a lot better than we were doing. And uh, so I knew some of the Clash and I knew uh, Vic out of Subway Sect. And I started to photograph them. Excellent. And having access to them, I was like photographing them in the kitchen with their cat and uh -huh. all that kind of business. Intimate the, settings. Exactly. Yeah. And those pictures got published straight away. And so uh, by like the Joe enemy. Joe and Mick and yeah. Paul. Yeah. And, and so they, get po they, they got published. Yeah. And Topper as well. Don't forget Topper. Oh, no. Would, never forget you would Topper. not want to do that. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> and... Um, they they got published straight away by the enemy and I actually you know I was actually paid on right. top of that right so they, then they started to give me assignments uh-huh and um like straight away this thing happened overnight Excellent. and I just started I just went on tour so I'd been on tour with bands but earned nothing uh -huh. yeah. and then went on tour with other bands my, not my bands and made money and that's oh, what I go. did for about 10 now, years were you ever uh, anything with the sex pistols or they were already done I saw them but I saw, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, done that was then. it yeah. yeah in fact I got dragged in I got back in in the back I got I got pulled into the back entrance by Vivian that okay. was the way we got in there me and my uh, friend Chris from the RTOs who just passed away yeah. she did yeah she just passed yeah, away yeah, right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's sad yeah All right, so now you're just rocking you're getting paid to take pictures and yeah. you're probably on so on tour with, and with photographing what? everybody just, just go off and name like six bands well that i was on tour with yeah um, well, yeah the the, the uh, pogues the, i think you the mentioned. pogues i did a lot of work with the pogues in fact here as well yeah well you're um, telling me that last time when i approached yeah you about the cramps cramps um depeche mode oh, um god who else i mean masses and masses of bands yeah Iggy. Sure. Iggy, okay yeah Iggy yeah. and um, I mean I photographed hundreds of bands I can only think of four yeah yeah you know, that's, that's, <laughs> you know, I've, that's I've, always challenging I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry I've frozen them man. no it's okay it's fine no no we, we get the picture I just thought you were going to say something crazy like Nancy Sinatra or something uh, like that I did go with uh, Faith No More once I remember and they, okay. they were supporting Guns N' Roses oh wow was, yeah yeah, yeah. there's no, He's a he's an interesting guy. That singer from Faith No More. Oh Mall. yeah, are they yeah. Still, still even a band? Yeah, they're a San Francisco band, weren't they? I, I think, think Seattle, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North, Seattle, North Seattle, Northwest. Yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You name a city. That's probably how I remember. Oh, okay. Right. So there was a lot of bands that I photographed yeah. during that time. Yeah. And I'd work. I worked photographing bands till about 
until the end of the 80s. Yeah. So right through the 80s. And then I decided I had to like cast my net further afield and yeah. started to photograph philosophers, of course. That's the, right. natural, that's the natural, yeah. na natural place to go after right. yeah. uh, musicians, right? It's philosophers. Right, right. So I started to photograph a collection of philosophers. Now, the style that you have where you, you, you do the uh, close-ups of faces, mm -hmm. and I, was, I love this quote I was reading from you today. You're, is, uh, to, to paraphrase it, you're talking about how the, the face is the canvas that we use to uh, you know, not only express emotion, but, uh, but also uh, express our histories and our identities. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and yeah. you have a signature style. So I photograph close, like um, about as close, a bit, a bit closer than I am to you now, mm -hmm. you know, like about three feet. And I photograph with an old, um, it's the first camera I bought, which is a, an old Rolleiflex camera. Mm -hmm. So it's a 1957 Rolleiflex, which it's is like a good two year. and a quarter. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's one of those cameras that, you know, you see that people look down into. So right. it's kind of, it's interesting because when you photograph someone, it's a passive um, the the whole manner of how you are when you're photographing is not it's not confrontational mm -hmm. that you're pointing something at someone. Right. It's passive. You're looking down and into through in, into and so through people, people. Your subjects are more relaxed. You think? I've never really photographed with a camera like you know with a pointing camera. So I, I'm not the best person to ask. But right. I think you know the and relax you the, the relaxation that you get with people is 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 this is what's going on between right. you and the sitter really. And you use that same camera for every, all the musicians on tour. Yeah, I photographed everybody wow. on that same camera. Same yeah. camera, amazing. Yeah. you still shoot with that? Yeah, I still shoot. Still with shoot it. with film. Okay. Yeah, I still shoot. Yeah, I'm a, I, I'm an analog guy. Right. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. So one of one of the rare breeds still doing. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those, so, um, those giant negatives look so great, man. Those, yeah, you know, those big, yeah, fat, uh, yeah. two and a quarter negatives. Yeah, yeah they're so so. So rich. the camera that I photographed with the other day is the same camera that I photographed the pictures of uh, the cramps in, you know, like all, all those years back, like, what's that, 40 years ago? Right. Yeah. But I think that, you know, getting back to the face, mm -hmm. I think that people earn their face. And I think that... Earn you know, their faces. Yeah, yes. I think that... A lot of the time, faces open. Like we've got two beautiful open faces in front of us now. Oh, how sweet! Aren't Across you? the table over there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, setting yeah, me up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, you ha I think that you know, you look at any, you know, you look at. Um, Think of a closed face. You <laughs> like your. Let's think of your bank manager's face or your, uh, or, or, or or a politician's face and. They tend to go inward. Have you not noticed that? Okay. And uh, most musicians' faces kind of like go outward. Yeah, interesting. All right. So how many of your subjects have reached out to you and say, I want you to take my picture? Um, well, most of the time when I was commissioned. So when yeah. I was working at the New Yorker or, um, uh, yeah, I worked there for a, a good while. You know, you, you're commissioned to photograph. Right, so okay. You, you're not actually, I mean, <laughs> most people, when they see the pictures up, you know, pictures up close, they, yeah. uh, they they're of, not running to me. To, <laughs> to, 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 you know, it's more dental work, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I got you. I got mm. you. Yeah. Well, well another thing I, that, that I, I was struck me is you were talking about i read something where you're talking about how you only look through the lens to check your composition when mm. you're when you're shooting with someone you try to it kind of touches on something you just mentioned now how you try to maintain the yeah. actual personal connection it's a dialogue yeah uh -huh. yeah you have a dialogue with somebody and and i and um 
that's the most important thing is to keep this connection with somebody. It's much like much what we're doing now, you right? Know? And I photograph. I introduce the camera, which at times, fo- which at times photographs. Well, I don't shoot that many pictures. I'm shooting maybe three rolls. Uh huh. So that's thirty six frames. It's very different than so now maybe, when people are shooting yeah. digital. They shoot just so many, so many, yeah. so many shots. You but know? they and used to they used to have motor drive. You remember, like there had to be a motor drive camera on it. And I never ever understood how. I mean, some everybody's got a different way of you know. Everyone's got a different way of playing a mu- uh, an instrument. Right. And people got a different ways of of photographing with the camera. But I never. I wasn't kind of like, uh, I wouldn't like shoot the hell out of stuff. I'd be more selective. But a lot of the time when I'm photographing, I'm looking at what's going on. So I'm viewing it, not necessarily through the camera, but I'm kind of shooting it, looking at it, looking it live, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I don't look through the camera all the time. Right. Which, um, just, obviously, yeah. there's a, yeah, a lot many, of luck involved clients if you had you were just like fuck i don't like this person i don't want to shoot this person or, or, or the or other way around oh uh, yeah well or maybe they were just assholes <laughs> well, that's or, what i was going to ask can you feel someone shutting down on you and or or, or, or um witness them yeah. shutting down so i got a, i got a good one i mean there's, there's thousands of i photographed thousands of people mm-hmm. um over the years and um i photographed brian de palma and um, and I like Brian De Palma's oh, films, yeah. you know. And yeah. um, but he obviously <laughs> he obviously was not enjoying uh, what was going on in any way whatsoever, right? So he started to count me out. I so I had my first roll of film. He didn't want to shoot the the portraits, and I was very close. And um, I think he went ten, nine. Eight, seven. <laughs> I'm like, Take the fuck, fuck. He's really counting me out here. You know? <laughs> and I'd only been there like 90 seconds. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was like something, it couldn't have been anything I said. What, when was this? I'd only As been, a top of uh, his... About top. 92. Okay, so he was more of a... I mean, his heyday was in the 80s. So, I mean, the yeah. 90s, he came back out, I think, with the 90s with The Untouchables or something. But yeah. I mean, you know, he's so a great... around then. Yeah, he's probably. a great film director. Oh, he's a great film director, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he got he got to like... Six or seven, and I realized seven or six, six, five, and I realized, well, fuck, this guy's really counting me uh-huh. out. And I, and then I kind of looked at him, and he, and he looked at me. <laughs> you know, I'm obviously <laughs> missing a couple of frames. I, I shot like four or five frames, but the final frame, he got to gnaw and just kind of looked away and breathed out, and it was a great picture. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he, That's you know, the only he, one you need. He really made my picture. Yeah, he really okay. made. The, he made the session, but there were only three other pictures. Oh wow! Yeah. So I mean, but you know, people sometimes ask, you know, like who, who's the most difficult person? I don't really think, you know, I don't. Doesn't really happen. Yeah. With me, you know, it's, that's rare, very, very rare. Because you're fast, you do it, you get in. But I, no, I get like an. I ask for an hour. Yeah, so an, I'm hour, an hour. Yeah. But you know, if I'm an hour, and I'll probably talk to them for forty-five minutes, <laughs> and then shoot. Well, really? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Photo, Only photograph for like five. Yeah. Or ten. So, just there's preparing, sort of, so there's some sort of, you know, there's a connection before. Uh, so was there anyone that you were just like in awe of? Um, like there's any client of yours who was just like, wow. Starstruck by Yeah, perhaps. starstruck, you know. Well, I photographed early on, really early on, I was asked to photograph John Lydon. So John Lydon? Yeah, but okay. then he's, yeah, then we got so much in common. Because yeah. we're the same age mm-hmm. and music-wise and, you know, and long, you know, knowing... His area, London, a lot of we knew we knew some of the same people. Right. So I got over that. Um, I photographed a series of 
portraits of astronauts, of men that had walked on the moon. And I was really in awe of them. Cool. Because, you know, like that takes you back to... The great thing that I can do is to photograph... I photograph... Um, I can photograph people that that I want to photograph. I mean, that's what I do now. I just photograph who I want to photograph. I don't don't work to commission anymore. You're into the fine art uh, area. So if I want to photograph a series of pictures of people, then I can go and get access to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a lot easier when I was working in the New Yorker, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because you get incredible access. Yeah. But but around 99, 2000, I wanted to photograph... um, all the guys that have walked on the moon, and there were cool. um, there were twelve men. That so walked they on the say moon. they walked on the moon. <laughs> they walked on the moon. <laughs> yeah. I, they definitely did, Manny. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, go ahead. But I'm kind of like what I'm kind of like whatever because when I when I went to meet them, I was like the kid that had been there, you know, the twelve year old in 1969 that had seen Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walk on the moon. Right. And so to go and meet, you know, to go and meet Aldrin was like, you know, and to meet these people like uh, Jim Lovell and people like that. So I was kind of starstruck with them. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So that was like a long-term project that I was involved in. Well, That's cool. what I do now. And you have all these these different areas of your work. I was looking, mm-hmm. you, you had you, the whole series of, of Holocaust survivors that, that yeah. you, you photographed, you know. It's so heavy. And I was looking at, you know, your work is contained in all these permanent collections. You know, you have the National Gallery in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work there. You have National Gallery in D.C. here in America, and as well wow, as wow. The, the U.S. Holocaust Museum. And yeah, yeah. I mean... It's just very, you know, I'm a, it's an amazing privilege to be able to meet all these people. And um, right. there's a, I was thinking the other day about, you know, I was born in 57 and I met this guy early on that was um, maybe 19, late, late 80s, I suppose. So I was, I've been photographing for about seven or eight years and I met this guy who was like 110. So he would have been born in 1870-something. Uh-huh. You know, he, oh, he's in living memory with his father of talking, talking about his father and what his father remembered. Yeah. His father would have, been, would have been born in the 1820s, 1830s. And that's, uh-huh. a, that's an amazing sweep of time. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, how things are moving now with like, you know, like you mentioned AI earlier on. You did, didn't you? Or did um, that just come straight I, out of the back I, of my yeah, head? Yeah, I think that's the back of your head. I, I mentioned digital <laughs> yeah, photo- yeah, photography, but yeah. that's as close as I got to AI. <laughs> so, that was, I was probably in the hot room about 20 yeah, minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 I was in there. Yeah. But, you know, the way that things are changing now, you know, they're talking about this as being like reinvention, like the wheel. Right. It's gonna, it, you know, the, the AI is going to be like the, re, like a, like a, like the wheel was to what happens. The wheel that kills whenever, us all. Whenever yeah, that exactly. was. <laughs> yeah. So a it's wheel just that has sharp time. corners. Yeah. yeah, the span of time I think is um, is incredible. What the people that you can meet, you know, historically. Because I'm interested in, I'm interested in that. Like the people I can touch. But of course now, as I'm getting older and older. The people are getting younger and younger. It's like, you know, policemen and soccer players. You can always, you look at now and you're like, how can that person be a policeman? Uh-huh. Or like, you really? Well, they, they'll, they'll, they'll work out and remind you why they are pretty, pretty soon. Right, yeah, right, pretty right. Much, yeah. Well, we want to get into all this this work. Uh, we usually take a break about now, but we're, when we come back, we want to talk about you have a show coming up in, in Leicester. It's like the 50th anniversary of the beginning of punk rock, and we yep. can debate whether it's whether that's this year or next year. Apparently, last there's year. A, yeah, apparently there's some controversy. But, uh, Manny, you tell the folks what going uh, on. Yeah, Troubled Nation. Steve, they know what to do. They know the drill. The Troubled Nation. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 
with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yes. I am Renee Coman. You Back are. with our guest, Mr. Steve Pike. Now, Steve, I know you're very new to the show. You haven't listened to any of these yet. Perhaps you'll listen to your own, perhaps not. But uh, uh, for those of you who are listening all the time, you know that we, uh, we're, we're a listener-supported operation. Yes. And these days, uh, these drinks, these notebooks that we're using, uh, it's, it's all paid for by uh, Loose Change, our, our, yes. our, our continuing sponsor, Loose Change. I know even over in England, they have Loose Change. You know, it rattles in your pockets, uh, you know, fall in between the couch cushions um, and the change there is a lot heavier isn't it yeah yeah well they have those pound coins it's yeah. worth a lot man it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's i really like the mass to those you know it's like really feels like you got something you know like a quarter in america feels so light and dinky you know you have one of those solid thick pound coins i don't know they have they have 50 pence pieces anymore i don't know i've not been there for so long it's but been a while <laughs> when i was a too. kid they used to have half crowns oh and they were like Two and six would be about I don't know what that is. Now what 25? is a crown? How much is crown's it? five five shilling? And what is a shilling? She <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> what, what this has always confused me. I know a pound. I so know five pence. shillings. You get you get it's it's, it's real simple. This okay? You okay. get twelve pence, twelve pence to a shilling. Twelve, twelve. It's yeah. base twelve. Twenty four <laughs> okay. shillings. Hang on. Okay. Twenty four shillings to a pound. Okay. Okay. All right. So you get two hundred and forty yeah. pence to a pound. Okay, and then you get the, ah, then you get four hundred and eighty halfpennies to a pound. Halfpennies, and then you get well. Then you would of course you get nine hundred and sixty farthings to a pound. Farthings. And then you've got to deal with the groat. The groat. Okay, this is this well, is definitely. Can you explain two bits to me? Def- definitely <laughs> lost our listeners. But for those of you who uh, who are, are still in base ten, uh, we do have the uh, the Venmo and the and the uh, the PayPal links. That's yes. what I was trying to get to. Yes. We have those in the the links to the uh, the those links are in the show notes of every episode as well as the uh, Facebook page, and uh, you know. People, you're listening. Uh, I, I see the numbers on the shows. I know how many people are listening, and I see the uh, the fa- the uh, the Venmo and the PayPal thing. So I know how many people are contributing. I know there's a, a big gap between those two. Renee's numbers. watching. People. So yeah. So uh, you know, let's sort of t- try to tighten up that gap and get get some more people with skin in the game. So you know. If you're listening to the show and enjoying it, and if you're not enjoying it, just turn it off. But if you're enjoying it, uh, you know, support the podcast. And, uh, you know, we have the Patreon page. It takes all the guesswork out of it. We also have the, uh, the Trouble Men podcast t-shirt still. Yes. So, uh, Mother's Day is right around the corner. Right, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Father's Day is not far behind. Yes. Uh, uh, and 
and uh, what else? Oh, yes, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it. Give us five stars. Costs you nothing. Helps us a lot. And don't forget to go to uh, the baking. What's, what's it? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, if you want to support our, 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 our old buddy, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not a sponsor of the show. But, anymore, uh, but. Anymore, but we are. We, we, he is still a, a buddy of ours. Uh, Brant Ryder's got that great escape uh, baking company. He's got that healing dragon liniment that oh. Manny, Manny puts it on his gums. He puts uh, it on his well, forehead. No, no, <laughs> he uh, no, no. puts it on his knees and his back. Okay, yeah. it's, it's, So that's why you glisten in the sauna. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He's, he's a shiny penny. Yeah. Um, so so yeah that that uh, we'll put that uh, that link in the show notes and you have the troubled one five uh, promo code uh, Brant will give you fifteen uh, percent off yeah. there you go and help him out he he just got married he just got married yeah you he's, know, he's struggling and, and struggling uh, yeah he's a struggling uh, guy. guy yeah yeah but he's and a good guy he's a good guy and uh, you know if uh, I'm going out on tour with the iguanas uh, and the like the date that this comes out is our first date up in uh, DC as I said so the iguanas will be out in the, the northeast we're playing uh, Iridium uh, Club in New York City on uh, uh, Tuesday the, the 16th of May Rochester uh, Cambridge uh, look up the uh, Iguanas website, iguanas.com, if you want to see where those dates are. And I think that's enough of that. And back to our guest, the great Mr. Steve Pike. Now, Steve, so... Fine uh, to be here, man. Oh, so happy to have you, man. Um, I love the accent. I love your lilting voice. I love your, your open face. <laughs> your, your bright eyes. You know, that's what I... <laughs> I like somebody with... Has the, you like someone with the, eyes. The intelligent eyes. You know, the, the bright eyes. <laughs> right, calm but, down, Manu. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but <laughs> where's this going, man? <laughs> well, well, let's see. Exactly. The night is young. I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Where's this going? You know, he's gonna buy you dinner later. Well, or something. It's a, it's a second drink, you know. We'll see. <laughs> um, so you're you're uh, taking off soon at, in the morning, perhaps uh, to to go back to Leicester for the for your show. Yeah, but oh. tell us about the show. Well, the, there's a, there's a show um, that opens at the uh, end of the, end of the month. Actually, it starts. I think the. The views are the last week in last week in May, and it's called Punk Rage Revolution. And um, I was asked to contribute to it because uh, I'm I'm a I'm a Leicester lad, and my band the my band that I was in the RTRs um, were were, Le were a Leicester band. And mm -hmm. during the, the when the punk thing happened and seventy in seventy, well, when did it happen? Well, that's, that's the whole thing. thing. <laughs> when I mean, did it happen? So, uh, bef well, before we get into that debate, uh -huh. around about 77, there was, a, there was a thriving music scene. And in fact, there's always been a thriving music scene in Leicester. And um, the great Shawaddy Waddy came from Leicester, you know. Hmm. And um, so uh, in the 70s, in the late 70s, there was a big, there's a thriving music scene when the punk, ha when punk happened. And... Um, you know, it was it was always it was the fantastic thing about it was that um, you know anybody could do it, anybody could get up and do it, and there was no rule. I mean, I didn't know how to play guitar. That's probably why I didn't play guitar. Okay. You know, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I picked up, picked, I picked up the you uh, destroy guitar. It, it, it has been known. Yeah, has been known. Okay. But um, there, were, there were anyway. There were a lot of bands, and um, we've. The, um, the museum in Leicester, Leicester Museum and Art Gallery, have put together a show called Punk Rage and Revolution. It's kind of like it's the first of, I think it's going to be the first of many coming up to celebrate 50 years of punk in Britain. And so 
there we are. What is the date? This is 2023, which would make it 1973, and that was definitely uh, that was definitely too early. But maybe early, the influence yeah. before, you know. I mean, well, what was? I mean, you think like uh, glam rock was happening then. I, mean, I was listening you know, to uh, what was I listening to then? I was into T. I was in, big into T Rex and Bowie. Sure, yeah. And Iggy uh, comes and over, every, and, every, yeah. of course, the Stones and Led Zeppelin. Um, right. And, uh, you know, with a little bit of uh, David Cassidy sprinkled on the top there, maybe. <laughs> okay, Lou and Reed shows up, yeah. uh, records uh, Transformer that year, uh, you know. That's, that's 73, yeah, it's yeah. It's not a punk rock yeah. record, but it's, you know, well, it's proto, alternative. It's, oh, it's uh, alternative. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, there's yeah, Iggy, yeah, dear Iggy. Iggy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, He's over so, there with him. You know, there's, the, um, so 73 is like a bit early. Um, but the thing is that it's the first of a number right and uh, I think Manchester are going to have them obviously London uh, Mm -hmm. Bristol and there are there were pockets at that time there were pockets of bands in all these different places it was it was uh, and fiercely kind of um, you know it was fiercely parochial really in lots of ways you know like the Coventry bands the specials and there was a big two-tone thing there Manchester had you know, I had, well, of course, Manchester had Joy Division and uh, the, fo- well, Manchester had the Four, Buzzcocks, all of those bands. And London was, you know, there was no shortage of bands in London. Right. So in Leicester, there were bands like the Disco Zombies, Wendy Tunes, the RTRs, and uh, many, many others. And um, so what the museum's doing is it's having a celebration, but it's also encompassing like young people now to show just, to get a sense of what that movement was, you know, because it was incredibly, you know, joking aside, it was incredibly liberating. And, and the reason I'm sitting here now and talking to you is, you know, I still, I still believe in the whole, in the whole, um, the whole basis of what punk the was punk that ethos. anybody, yeah, that yes. anybody was able to, anybody is able to do anything. You know that you, there's no, not to not to put limits on people because of you know lack of education, lack of uh, opportunities. That that and it actually is a very American thing. I think you know much more American thing than it is a British thing. The the punk ethos that mm. that you don't have to have training, but you then, just have to start doing. Then it. there's the argument that you know already it came, it began here. You know that when I came in '76, it was all those bands. The the you know there were so many bands in New York at that time. Right. So. Well, you know, uh, so many guests on our show, uh-huh. whether they're uh, jazz musicians or, or wh- wh- wherever, th- whatever they're into, the common thread is they all were in punk rock bands early on, and and they they caught that ethos that mm. you just have to start doing it. And you know, I was I was talking about this with this guy, and he was telling me that uh, William Eggleston, I don't know if you're the great uh, yeah. you know, father of yeah, art, color photographer. Yeah. So this guy was an was a, an apprentice with William Eggleston, who's his, his assistant. And Eggleston, that must have been an eye opener. Eggleston, yeah, oh yeah, it was great. But Eggleston told him, just start in the middle and go from there, so, which I think really encompasses it. Like, don't start at the beginning; start in the middle. Right, you know, right. like skip over the beginning part. Just yeah, start yeah. doing it, yeah. and then you'll figure the rest of it out. And yeah. that's like you wouldn't have started making pictures if you thought I need training. No, no, and I wouldn't have, but I wouldn't have um, even thought of picking up a camera and taking pictures unless I'd gone through and understood what what punk was really about you know oh. the, 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 you don't need to you don't need qualifications to do right. you just put just put one foot in front of another there you, you go know, man and start walking and start doing the work it's <laughs> kind of worrying what Bill Eggleston was saying about once you start you start in the middle of the role 
Well, no. <laughs> start in the middle of, well, of the start in the middle of the process. Start in the middle of. But that's you know, great. He's a, he's but a, that's also for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Not just with the punk music, but the punk fashion too. Mm-hmm. The fashion because. You know, I never heard seen anyone dress like that. You know, and then started filtering here to America, and there's stores opening in LA where I grew up, where you know we're wearing Doc Martens and Creepers and stuff like that, and it's like it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, well, yeah, we'd never seen. Yeah, any, never seen so anything. Show, and the, thrift stores became like the place to go. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Never, Army Navy stores there. Yeah, ar- yeah, Army Navy stores. These thrift stores where you just go find those shiny suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. which I wore constantly. Yeah, there was a there was a store in Camden Town next to the uh, what was the music machine called Alfred Kemp's. Uh-huh. We fit anybody. That's what <laughs> it had painted outside. And they were all like dead men's suits. Oh, okay. That's what you. That's what you. Now, Lester, Leicester. But the punk thing, the fashion thing that you mentioned, yeah. Manny, is like that's part of this show as well. So the show, the show isn't. It's a museum show, but it's not. Um, but it's not precious. It's not like a precious museum show. Mm-hmm. It's going to have the. It's going to detail all the fashion yeah. of the time. And Good. Jamie Reed's put a big mural. Like Jamie Reed was the guy that did the. Um, that's responsible for the Sex Pistols posters, you know, okay. pretty vacant and anarchy in the UK. And so the whole history of um, punk, he's, he's put this collage together, this kind of, this mural, and Don Letts is involved in it. Oh, there's, really? There's a lot, uh, yeah, and we're having a festival in August and the Buzzcocks are playing and Stiff Little Fingers are playing. Cool. Fabulous. And maybe the RTRs will play as oh, well. well yeah. maybe. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be conducting that. Yeah. Now, did you nice. ever hang out with Big Audio Dynamite? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I One photographed of the them. Best yeah. live shows I ever saw was Big Audio Dynamite at the Roxy Theater on Sunset Boulevard. I think it was the mid '80s, sometime. And someone gave me and a friend a tick, some tickets, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of they're kind of just pop or whatever. I don't know." But it was the best fucking live show I think I've ever seen. Mm. The energy in the Roxy. In the Roxy, you've been there, I'm sure. Yeah. It doesn't hold that many much, you know, maybe 200 people tops. If that, if that. The place was like an earthquake. It was. I've always liked liked that venue. Yeah, it's a good venue, but... but that was one, of the, and Don Letts was in the band at that time, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's great, because he's, he's a good photographer, too, and he's also been a videographer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's part of the whole thing, too? He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be there, apparently. And uh, who else? John Cooper Clark, he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, it should, so that's the, that's the show in Leicester. But there's also going to be a book out. I don't know whether you, I, you heard about this. I'm putting a, I'm, there's a reissue of a book that I did 25 years ago called I Could Read the Sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, I, was, I saw the book. In, yeah, in, in, so that's coming collection. out the same month. Okay. So, so okay. end of May, early June. So it's busy time. So that's a tw- it's a 25th anniversary reissue of a book called I Could Read the Sky, which is a book about, I, a book that I, um, a book that I uh, authored with, Tim O'Grady, Timothy O'Grady, he's a he's the writer, and it's my photographs, and it's basically experience of the emigre, which is since the book came out, is what I've become. Yes, really. yes. So, so, um, but it's based in Ireland, which is where my photography kind of started. Really, and so it's landscape uh, photo- photography-wise, it's landscape and portraits and still life, and. Um, Actually, brought a book here. I'll show you in a minute. Well, and, you've, um, you've published like like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, uh, I published um, 
over your career? Yeah, you may be three ahead of me there. I think. Oh, okay. I was trying to count <laughs> That's up. That's all right. I was, I was trying no, to you count may up know, all You of may your, know books that I don't know about. I was about. trying to count up all of your <laughs> exhibitions that, that you've, solo exhibitions you've had, and I kept losing count. I was like, oh, yeah. I think it's like over 60 is what yeah. I just wrote so, down, over 60, because it was, I was always so like, many. Because a, a lot of my work was seen editorially, you know, in papers mm. and magazines. Right. And I always thought that, you know, it was amazing to be able to get to photograph people and you never knew, the fantastic thing was you never knew who you were going to photograph the next. It's kind of like yourself, Renee, you know, you never know where you're going to be appearing next. Sure. You know, like in three months' time, you didn't, you didn't know that you're going to be in Ithaca or wherever you're going to be right. playing. And, um, kind of like me, I just don't know where I'm going to wake up now. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're going to wake, wake up. You've got yeah. your favorite hedges, though. I have heard yeah, that, man. I, I do, yeah. <laughs> well, let me say, you're from, this show's in Leicester. Yeah. Le- Le- Leicester or Leicester? Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Now, didn't they, wasn't there some miracle football team from Leicester just the past few years ago? The, the, they won the Premier League? There's a team that was, yeah, they were founded in 1884. Now, right. why would I know that? Probably because I'm a supporter of Leicester City, right? Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, they won the Premier League in 2016, which and was... And it was like... It was and then like, they won the FA Cup two years ago, which but was, it was like amazing for me. them winning the Premier League was like... Cinderella? Well, yeah, it team. was like... That, uh, uh, it was Douglas, a 5,000 to 1 bet. Yeah. Wow, it, it really? Was, <laughs> it, was, it was like yeah. uh, the guy who knocked out Mike Tyson. You're right. <laughs> Buster Douglas? Yeah. Remember yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson was at the top of the heat, and this guy just called, just knocked him to, sh- you know, to put him. And that was like, that must have been crazy yeah, for that was city. In, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there, but they had um, uh, my, my mom. Um, she sent me a picture of, um, of the local uh, butcher's window. Uh, it's the sort of thing that you would do, right? If yeah. you'd won the sh- if you'd won the premiership, and it had uh, pork pies and sausages made into faces of football players. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it, was, it was like a bad trip of acid. Oh wow! That's disturbing. Jeez, that's, yeah. Don't look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was like the five thousand to one yeah, shot for them. Yeah, five thousand to one job. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to earn so many wins to get into the league, right? Yeah. You're not automatically in the league. It was a miracle. Yeah. It was a miracle. Yeah. It was a perfect moment, and um, yeah, I, you know, I was, I'm, I went to see Leicester. That was the, the band. That they, that was the uh, team that yeah. I was yeah. supporting from really early yeah. on. So the first football game I went to see was a Leicester game in 1968. I remember it was Man City. Right. So and now, unfortunately, we're in the throes of a relegation battle. So. Yeah, that happens. But um, yeah, 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 it's but all. But you had that one year. Yeah, yeah and but we also had this thing: the FA yeah. Cup. We won the FA Cup two years later, which okay. was a big kind of like a romantic. The FA Cup is like a big romantic thing. Yeah. 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 I always root for the underdog. So when you know, I got into soccer. Well, you should have been rooting for us. Oh, I was. I was <laughs> rooting for Leicester <laughs> that year. I was like, because well, I just kept seeing stories about. This has never happened before. These guys, where, who are these guys, basically? And why are they winning? And then they just won. Yeah. They won it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. who is that? Uh, the, Jamie Vardy. Yeah, but the, who's that announcer? Ian Dark, who's, who announces a lot of a World Cup soccer and does Premier League soccer. Ian Dark. Right. Yeah. And he said, I, I saw an interview with him, and he said, this is basically like Mike Tyson being knocked out. And it was, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a one-off. I don't know if it'll happen again. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Well, who cares? You, <laughs> yeah, right. you, you were alive to witness well, it. Yeah, it, it happened yeah. once. Well, I want to talk about the, a couple of other of these, these collections that you've, mm-hmm. that you've done or photographed. So an, another one, so, you know, you had the, the Holocaust survivors, a lot of very, you know, 
advanced age, a lot of old people. You also photographed a series of uh, World War One veterans. Yeah. A lot of really... Yeah. So yeah. you, you dig old people. I really dig old people, too. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they cool? Well, yeah, they are. They are. They've got great stories and, and amazing faces. Amazing Especially faces. if they get up to 100. Right. I kind of think that the face starts to turn, you know, it starts to become more baby-like. You know, like, like, like old people's faces. Right. All of the lines start to go. Yeah, you know, the skin gets so, so milky, you know, like, like kind of like a junkie's face, you right. know, you know that there's a, yeah. like a thin layer of, of milk underneath the skin. And so <laughs> yeah, why yeah. do they look so healthy? I know it's crazy. Because they're so close to death. <laughs> yeah. That's why right. they're so close yeah. to God. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the, that's that's it. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 So the closer to death that you get, the milkier your skin. Closer to the milkier yeah. the complexion. Yeah, yeah. Well, it smooths mm. out, you know, and you see the you see the bone structure yeah. underneath. Yeah, you know? yeah, and the terrified look in the eyes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the questions they ask you, like they say, "Who I'll, are you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Why are you in my room?" Say, say, Do you know who I am? And they go, "No, really. I mean, can you tell me who I am?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah. So World yeah. War One veterans were amazing. Enzio. Too. So, I mean, World War One veterans are incredible to talk to. I mean, they they you know they, they'd witnessed this and and because these these um, photo sessions that I was doing I was also doing interviews so I had interviews with them as well so mm -hmm. that's the, the interviews rest with that collection's at the Imperial War Museum in um, in London and they have the tapes as well so now are these they, they spoke because a lot of the time British people, veterans and American veterans British French German and American uh, yeah. wow yeah sweet okay yeah so um, that was an amazing thing. That was an amazing uh, collection to do. And, you know, of course, that I photographed them in 1990, and most of them were, 100, were getting towards 100 years old. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and, you know, America got into World War I so late, you know, and, mm. and we, you know, sent a lot of guys yeah. over. But, I mean, England had been in for years. You lost so many people. It had such mm. a huge impact on the country. So many people came back. Uh, well, everybody's family was affected by the First World War. Right. So, because it basically, it got rid of, it, you know, we lost the generation. And if you travel through, if you travel through England, um, and, you know, they have these war memorials, these sort of phallic war memorials that they set up in the 1920s in all these villages. And if you, you know, you look at the names on them and you, you'd have like five Bradbury's and three Smith's and, you know, six Clark's. And, and they're all people from the same family. You know, right. these, these are small villages and they all lost their, they all lost their men. So my, you know, within my family, we lost people. But there's a the story that uh, my my grandma, who I knew well, you know, she was born in 1900 and um, she lost her, her all, there were three sisters and they all lost their, they all lost their, um, they all lost their, their you know, their husbands to be. And there were, there were very, very few people left in the, in these villages, you know, men wise. So there were a lot of spinsters, what they call spinsters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that's nice down kind of story. But it's but it's you know it's fascinating. Did you time photograph in the British soldiers with the German soldiers together? Because no. I'm sure there's a lot of hatred <laughs> still there. Yeah, I don't no, know. I no. think I think soldiers are soldiers, man. Yeah, I mean, no, they, they buried the German soldiers. Didn't want to be there any more than anybody else. No, they you know? buried the hatchet. 
<laughs> Usually yeah. in their heads. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> no. That's the no, thing. I mean, I mean, from world, they have I think, stories in every war of like, you know, on Christmas, the, mm, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the generals had to, well, they had to realized, chastise I think people for fraternizing across the... Yeah, the, but the, I think they realized that they were, co- yeah, they were had common experience and that they were... Right. Well, yeah, because they were, co- they were all that poor. Time, they were cannon for it. For the all yeah, it's, the all, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's always a poor man's fight. It's a rich man's war and a poor man's fight. Yeah, it's been that that way for forever and it still is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it was fascinating talking to them you know I mean I really got the the end the end of that the end of those man that's such important guys. work man yeah, alright so we're we're going on the the final turn of our show right right what brings you to here what brings you here yeah yeah why yeah, the sauna the sauna oh. <laughs> well yeah, well, yeah. I know that. the yeah. ring room yeah who can resist <laughs> yeah. the ring room but uh, yeah. but but why New Orleans uh, uh, all well, the I was places, always all the gin joints uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great well um, whenever a woman, I got right? whenever I got the yeah. choice uh-huh. um, it has been the case here yeah but not not right now uh, okay. my, my lady my wife but you Nick came when is, did you when did you Detroit. When did oh, okay. you plant your feet Detroit in City. New Orleans? So I came through New Orleans uh, so many times with bands. And um, whenever there was a Southern States tour, and, you know, I'd always volunteer for it with the NME or The Face. Mm-hmm. And um, I was here with the Pogues twice, I think. Yeah. With the Pogues, yeah. And uh, every time I came through New Orleans, I was... So I kind of saw it through... Um, you know, different eyes. I mean, I was kind, you know, we had, we were staying in hotels. I always had a ball here. A lot of the times tours would be worked out so that the bands would play on a Friday. They get Sunday and Monday off. Uh-huh, right. You know, they do the long tour through mm-hmm. tech from LA yeah. or, or down from New York. And by the time they got to New Orleans, they'd have time off. Days off in New Orleans. And they weren't, they, they were, you know, they were long nights. So yeah, yeah, we spent, yeah. so I was familiar and I had friends here. Oh, okay. So um, do you know Spider Stacy? Yeah, mean, I know he, Spider. He, uh, yeah, Spider. We yeah. had him on the podcast uh, before the before the. I can right listen to that. This table right here at this. Yeah, table. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, before the pandemic, yeah. and Spider yeah. lives right in the yeah. Treme. Has, yeah, a, he has does. a house. He, yeah. he and his lovely wife. Uh, yeah, uh, have Lou. Seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I knew I knew people here, and I've been really I've been working out of uh, Nor- uh, New York for probably about 20 years, mm. 25 years, and I'd, I'd, I really needed a break from it. You know, I was kind of burnt out up there. And um, so I decided to come down to New Orleans to clean up. That's my excuse. <laughs> that's what everybody does. That's what Alex Chilton did. So, yeah, that's yeah. my excuse, too. I moved to New Orleans I, to clean up my act. I had an places. idea. Of course, I, before I cleaned up my act, I had to go through some really intense, you know, research, uh-huh. um, which, which I, I, did, I definitely did that. I definitely figured out. I figured, I figured out some cozy hedge, hedge spots to okay. sleep it off in. Right. But um, it got in the end, so I decided to just give it a break. And I've been sober now for like nearly five years. Okay. So really? those bars right. in New Orleans, and not making any money out of me. But so I was looking for a place. I was really looking for a, a, a town in a, a and, I, and you know what the you know the man said, you know, it was it was either New Sa- York, New San York. Francisco, or because New Orleans. why? Every why everywhere else is Cleveland. <laughs> because they're European towns. Because okay, they are okay, European okay. sensibility. And right. that's kind of even though I'm American, an American citizen now, like and um, I can't see myself moving, you know. Right. That that still the sensibilities are like a lot of the sensibilities you got are European. Yes. And I think that Houston New Orleans doesn't have any New Orleans. 
<laughs> I'm not knowing I'm not Houston. Euro- European or, or it's uh, Caribbean. Caribbean. It's Caribbean yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, That's uh, very much. huge Haitian influence. You know, after the Haitian, within five years of the Haitian Revolution, the, the New Orleans population increased by 50%. Mm-hmm. And all those people came from Haiti. So we, we you know, it was 1798 uh, to like yeah. 1805. And they're probably still coming, right? Well, I don't know. I'm, been, I'm not. I'm well, there's still not, the blame, though. For <laughs> not checking anybody's <laughs> papers, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we definitely the influence is, is obvious all around you. So, so that's why I came. That's right. why. That's why. Right. You know. Makes sense, and, and you fit right I w- in. I went down to. I did go to. We went to Nick and I went to San Francisco, and I used to. You know, I used to go to San Francisco a lot. I used to yeah. be working there, yeah. and I knew it back in the late seventies. And it's not. You know, it's a different type of town now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's not as loose as, as, oh, as yeah, this I town. Yeah, I know. My so. sister lives in the Bay Area, and she had to get out of San Francisco. Now she's living mm. in the East Bay. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's insanity what's going on there. Mm. And the, the the problem with San Francisco is it's so wealthy, but yet they have one of the most ridiculous homeless problems you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. It yeah. is insanity, their homeless problem. I was there just a few years ago before the pandemic. And the same in L.A., right? Oh, yeah, L.A. But see, L.A. is better because you have the beaches and stuff, and you have the mm. milder weather. So the homeless can just hang out at the beach, and you don't really notice them because they're just hanging out at the beach. You know, Everyone's hanging out at the beach. Sure. You know? And either that or they're... Same down. uniform, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody, not has, much. nobody has yeah. shoes on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're wearing flip-flops on their ears. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> um, you know. That's when you can really tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a good giveaway. Yeah, it's a good giveaway. Whereas Northern California is a lot colder. Yeah, know? yeah. So they have to dire. Be in, yeah, yeah, they have to be in the city. So it's it's really sad. And you know, what are you going to do? Mm, you know, yeah, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, it's yeah. Tough. It's tough. So okay, so you come here. So how long have you been a member here? Of the ring room. Of the ring room. We of the uh, steam room. I was here. Sauna. We were here about. We were here about a month or two when I heard about this place, and wow. I came and I had a look at it, and and I was looking for it because I was looking for a sauna because I was a big, I was a big sauna guy. This isn't a new thing. I was yeah. a sauna guy up in New York. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And um, uh, what do they have? Those. Uh, what? What? This, what's the ethnicity that has all the, the Russian? Uh, Russian. Yeah. yeah. Russian. Yeah. Russian. Well, so the old Russian there, baths right. up there. But, yeah. but but also when I lived in New York in in '86. There was the on 13th Street or 13th Avenue. There was the Polish bathhouse, yeah, which was yeah. the most amazing place ever. Yeah, that's not there anymore. No, I think the Russians took it over, <laughs> or, it's, or it's gone. <laughs> no, they, no, they took over Poland. Yeah, but that was well, the best place to go it. to. That was the best yeah. place to go to because you give them like ten bucks. They they say okay, and you go up the stairs. And you go in the sauna, mm-hmm. and they had that ice cold pool. Yeah, you did. Well, that's what they're talking about getting one here now. Well, right? let's do it, man. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'd have to become a member. Yeah, <laughs> get that but ice that, cold the, pool. The sauna in that house was great because they had three tiers. Mm. And the higher you went, the hotter it got. Oh. Yeah. And then what you do was you stay there as long as you could. You jump in that ice pool. Then you go up to the third floor, and. They had beds, tons of beds with blankets, and next to the beds was a vodka bar. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had that. <laughs> you take a shot of vodka, 
And you get in your, you know, your room, mm. and you go sleep for like like a baby for five, six hours. Mm. It was the most amazing. It's wow. really yeah. civilized. Yeah. You know, the, you know the quickest way to get a to get a cold plunge, you bury a deep freeze, <laughs> and you plug it into the wall so you have the f- deep freeze like seriously, mm-hmm. and you hack it hack it out, and you unplug it and you jump in. Oh God, that feels that seems. Oh, good. don't even bury it. Just yeah. just put a deep. <laughs> <freeze>. <laughs> Well, that's what we do here. We, we you spend forty five minutes. I spend a half hour mm-hmm. sweating like a sh- you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then we just take a cold shower. It's very good for the heart. Yeah, very good for yeah. everything. Yeah, you get those. Uh, the that's the he, only thing I he, do here. Yeah, hey, he doesn't work out. I I do some. I read. Yeah, you read. Yeah, you read. He yeah. doesn't need to work out. Look how fit and trim he is. But that's because he, 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 I think it's continued. Or you're going to be a it's shrunken continued. head. It's <laughs> like the, it's, 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 the, the secret is calorie restriction, right? That's, what, yeah. that's how we yeah. do it. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. don't need any more than you need to to, to operate the machinery. That's no. what I do. Yeah, yeah. No, we're the same size, right? That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think we're, we are you the same we're, height? I think we I think we are. I think yeah. we probably weigh within five pounds of each other. Mm-hmm. Put on his shirt. You're the same size. I mean Man, we're three size, yeah. we're three well, I'm very short though. I'm we're three guy. narrow guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very short, you know. So and anyway, uh, enough self congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well uh, we gotta wrap you up know. and well, change yeah, shirts. You look though. really good. We all look good in bathing suits. Let's just put sure. it that way. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll, no. we'll check that out a little bit. Yeah. maybe we'll put that on the Patreon page. Yeah, there we go. I'm going to mosey over to the sauna right now. All right, okay. I'm I think right we should take you. our picture in the sauna right Yeah, it sounds, sounds good. Um, Steve, thank you so much. Man, it's just, a pleasure. It's a okay, treat, okay so let the nation know the dates for the, the Leicester shows. So the Leicester show is at the Leicester Museum and Art Gallery, and it runs from May 28th to around about... I don't know the exact day, but the end of August. End of August. So it's yeah. about three months. Yeah, three that's months. about three months, yeah. And it's an interactive show. Um, uh-huh. And so take the kids, you know, they'll be... Um, there you go. Yeah. They'll learn and some punk rock. And then the I Could Read the Sky, the book I Could Read the Sky, the 25th anniversary of that uh, edition of that is coming out, uh, I believe it's uh, June 1st. Great. Great. Well, you've been and fabulous. And published man. by Unbound. Unbound? I should say that. Okay. Unbound, yes. All right. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, Fabus, thank you for being here. I'm glad it's I got pleasure. you on. Yep. Uh, have a safe flight. You know, uh, don't smoke on the flight. Uh, they don't, they don't uh, you you have your, your dental records <laughs> registered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dentalrecords.com, man. Yeah. He always suggests yeah. that when you're taking a yeah. transatlantic well, flight. I used yeah. to say this old joke. Yeah, are you sitting in uh, smoking, non-smoking, or burning around recognition? <laughs> you know, but that, you can't say that joke anymore. <laughs> You can't say that joke anymore because you can't smoke on planes. No, but that was no, a really good it's, joke. It is a very good joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but all right. So Renee, let's close. All right. So uh, great to see you guys. You too, Steve. And, and Steve is always on the Troubled Men podcast. We like to say uh, trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. Good night. Good night.
Progressive God, we're an untouchable. 